Welcome back to Tell Me Your Truth. I'm your host, Nikki Eldridge, and as always, I am so happy that you are here. If this is your first time listening, welcome. There's a lot to listen to. I mean, maybe not. This is like episode 14, but to me, it seems like a lot because in line with the topic today, um, I have ADHD, and for me to do anything for 14 consecutive weeks is like a milestone goal, right? Like, this is wonderful. I'm so proud of me. So, Thanks for being here. You have 13 other episodes you can be listening to when you're done with this one. Go catch up. For all my people coming back, you're the real ones. Love you. So, this is a long one. I'm not going to talk too much. I always say that and then I do anyway. I have on the show today, Brittany and Kelsey. They are some good mom friends of mine. And they also happen to have ADHD. And I had the thought that just getting them on the show and having a little chat, just three mamas who have their own struggles to deal with, with, you know, different mental health issues as well as ADHD. So um, this conversation is very, very vulnerable. We touch on some harder subjects and we also laugh a lot. Um, it, it's a good one. And I really hope that you can learn something from this, whether you have ADHD or you don't. Um, We really do, at the end, get into how people who do not have ADHD can come to understand us just a little bit better and what they can do to offer us a little bit more grace and support. So without... Any further ado, let's jump in and listen to this conversation with Brittany and Kelsey. Enjoy. I want to start by introducing you guys. So I am going to kick it off to Brittany. Can you tell us how many kiddos you have and when you were diagnosed? Yes, I have two of my own children and a beautiful bonus daughter. So three girls, which is always fun. Um, I was only diagnosed about four years ago. I'm 37 now. So, you know, well into my adult life, I finally figured out what was going on. Awesome. And how about you, Kelsey? Um, Yeah, so I have a four-year-old daughter. She's soon to be five. um, And I was diagnosed um like with an actual diagnosis last year um I knew from at least middle school that I had ADHD but I didn't want it anywhere on my record because I didn't know um I thought ADHD on my record would be a bad thing and so I just persevered through so just recently um officially diagnosed awesome I'm so happy you guys are here this is going to be a really great conversation. We could probably talk for a long time about this stuff. So I'm going to just jump right in. I, you know, sent you guys a couple of the questions I wanted to jump on, but this is mainly a conversation. So let's just start out um, with the first question. 
do you think your ADHD has made you a better mom in any way? And we'll start with Brittany. Um, at first I didn't think so. I think that when I found out that I had ADHD and it was, you know, official and I could understand a little bit of what my problems were as a mom, um, you know, it made me feel really bad for my kids. It made me feel like, oh gosh, I'm never going to be able to do this. This is why I'm, you know, struggling so much parenting. I felt like I was a failure as a mom. As the last couple of years have progressed, I think that in a lot of ways it has helped me be a better mom. Um, I don't necessarily have the mental capacity to always teach my kids the skills that they need, but it's helped me learn to be a little more empathetic to their feelings, a little more patient. Um, not always patient, but in the times where it's really important for me to feel that way, it's really helped me kind of, you know, connect with them a little bit more. Um, my littlest daughter actually just a week ago got diagnosed with ADHD, which I've known for a while that she has obviously, because I know the signs and symptoms I've dealt with it for. Um, so that, that is going to be big for me being able to recognize when she's having struggles, recognize when she's, you know, having ADHD moments, which are quite frequent. So I think that now that I officially have been told that she has ADHD, I think that it's only going to help me be a better mom to both of my children in the long run, you know? So yeah, I would say, I would say overall, it, I think that it has helped me. I, I feel the same. Um, my oldest has ADHD and I'm fairly certain we're on the road to a diagnosis for the youngest as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I sympathize a lot with that because even though I have my own struggles, right. And, and I have my own executive function to deal with, right. <laughs> um, it definitely helps me to understand when they're just having a moment and they're out of control. Right. And yeah. it's not something yeah. that they can help. And when they're just being defiant little brats, right? Like there's right. a difference. We there all is a difference. You can tell the difference. You can tell when it's an ADHD struggle, you know, and it's one of those triggers and something that she has an issue with. And then there's the just totally not listening to you. And that knowing that I have those same ways of dealing with things where I either just can't do it or I just don't want to do it. It helps me kind of recognize that with her too. So. Yeah. And Kelsey, how about you? Do you feel like it's made you a better mom in any way? I feel like there are definitely times where I can say no, um, because I am all over the place and it is hard to, um, focus in on that one-on-one -on -one time, um, with my daughter, but then there are other times where I have found, um, some tools that will help me, uh, just kind of be in that moment with my daughter. And so like the other day, um, I'm very impatient when my daughter is learning to ride her bicycle um, because it's a slow process and my brain is telling me all these other things I could be doing instead of using that time to be with my daughter and in the moment. And so I recently um, got a pair of roller skates and I actually found out that if I roller skate next to my daughter while she is riding her bike, I am more in the moment and um, my brain is actually, you know, doing something, but it's like the same thing as my daughter. So we can't really ride bikes together, but I can roller skate while she rides her bike. So just finding those little hacks like that uh, is what's really encouraging for me as a mom with ADHD, because I can really be in the moment with my daughter. And it was really, um, it was really such a joyful moment, like just 
being able to be present was such a different experience. God, talk about the mom guilt for that, right? Like, I cannot tell you how many times the mom guilt has creeped in when you should, right, should, quote unquote, have the Mm -hmm. patience to be able to handle them learning something new because they're kids. And it's like excruciating, like, oh my God, I can't, I can't sit here and watch them struggle through this. Like, I just can't do it. And right, that riding a bike is a big deal, right? Like, that's a big thing. And my, neither of my kids, I mean, they know how to get on one with training wheels and go, right? But Nicholas is yeah. going to be nine this year and is still not able to ride a bike without training wheels. Yeah. A, because he was terrified for the longest time that he'd fall and hurt himself. And B, because I don't have the, the power to stand out there and, you know, A, encourage him, right? Because he's terrified. And then also try to teach him while I'm encouraging him. Mm-hmm. And if that makes me a terrible parent, I don't really care. Like, that's just yeah. what it is. Well, it's not stimulating has- your brain. I mean, yes, that's yes. the whole thing with ADHD is like, you know, if it's not stimulating, you, you don't want to do it. You can't right. do it. And, you know, it's just so it's okay that your kid can't ride a bike. My daughter's 13 and refused to ever learn how to ride a bike. She has a three-wheeler um, still to this day. My youngest daughter saw our neighbor kid last year when she turned 10, taught her how to ride a bike because I couldn't do it. So y'all are not alone. <laughs> think I've literally never heard of another person that couldn't or didn't want to teach their kid how to ride a bike. Like I thought I was the only evil woman on the planet that nope. didn't want to go out there and <laughs> stand in the hot sun and watch my kid fall or encourage him that he's not going to fall, you know, like it's, but see, this is why this conversation is important, right? Because we don't realize how much of this stuff is actually linked to our ADHD until we start mm-hmm. talking to other people who have ADHD and you're like, Oh my God, I do that too. Right. And I'm not a shit mom. Thank you. Yes, exactly. No, I'm not a shitty parent. I just have ADHD and things are hard. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is more overwhelming than frustration because it just, your brain is already going a million miles a minute in so many different directions. And then you have just one more thing to add to it. And it just, it overwhelms you more than it makes you angry. And then that comes out as frustration or anger when really you are just, you can't process it. Right. You know, my youngest struggles with math. I mean, math is the literal bane of her existence. She would rather drink bleach than do math. I mean, it's that bad. She hates it. And so, you know, and of course that's the homework she comes home with every night because she can't finish it at school because she can't focus enough to understand it. And so, you know, with her, it, she is already overwhelmed with her ADHD. She's already struggling. She already can't focus. And then she brings it home. And then I am overwhelmed and I can't focus and I can't help her with it. And we end up screaming at each other over, you know, X plus Y equals Z. It's ridiculous how incredibly just, just painful it is at the end of the day, when you think about how you're overwhelmed and you can't help your kid because you're just not able to process. Yeah. Yeah. And see, another thing I have learned with my daughter, um, knowing that I have ADHD and just knowing and like accepting the fact that like my patience is like a a two out of 10. um, Sometimes me and my daughter will be doing stuff and I will just get so frustrated and I just yell. And then I have to like check myself and I take it as a moment to teach my daughter. I'm like, Cassidy, I'm so sorry. Sometimes mom just gets really frustrated. It's Mm -hmm. nothing you did. And like, I just try to at least make it a moment where, you know, it's okay to be angry and frustrated and 
apologizing is a good thing and like nothing to be ashamed of and like even after you make a mistake like you can still talk about it and so like just using those moments to be like you know what I'm very sorry um I didn't like I don't know why I'm upset I'm not upset at you and just kind of restarting Yeah, that's great. And I think that that is the way that is a huge way that I think having ADHD makes you a better parent because you are so much more, um, inclined to apologize when you have, Mm -hmm. you know, when you understand, right. Like it, I, I don't think I was ever apologized to as a kid when my mom yelled at me. Mm -mm. No, no, I was not. No. No. And I so, find myself apologizing to my kids on a daily basis for yes. just being a total bitch. Yes, yes. Same, like same. And it that's so important, right? Because they have to learn that like their emotions are okay, right? Mm-hmm. Their emotions are okay. And and if we are never modeling that like, oh crap, sometimes we lose our shit too. And I have to say I'm sorry when I lose my shit on people, right? Because even if they don't accept your apology, you still have to apologize for your behavior. Right. And we also teach in our house that don't say you're sorry if you don't plan to do something about it. Right. And I know that that's hard when you have ADHD and because sometimes you can say, I'm sorry, but some things you just can't help. You're going to do them again. Right. Mm -hmm. But we make sure that we understand that like, this is, I'm sorry, I did this yelling at you for my frustration is not okay. And I should not have done that. And I'm working hard every day to make sure that I am yelling at you less and I am taking care of my myself so that I don't get overwhelmed and take it out on you. So yeah. it's a conversation. And those are conversations that we did not have. I did not have those conversations with my mom as a kid, right? Like, no, not at all. Not no. at all. It doesn't make my mom a bad parent. It just, it's just not what our house was like. Right. Yeah. And, but because I have the kids I have and I am who I am, I'm sorry. I said a lot in this house. Yes. And yep they hear it a lot from their mom. Like, I'm sorry. I yelled. I wasn't mad at you. Mm-hmm. I just was very overwhelmed. And then you came into the picture and wanted something immediately and was being a child that I couldn't handle it in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Because, and you're right. The, the way that it works out is that normally when those, you know, those yelling moments happen, it's because you're already completely overstimulated And then you have this little person who, you know, you're trying to keep alive and they're like, Hey, can you get me a glass of milk? And you just lose your shit on them because you already have too much going on. And then just that one little thing is just the thing that sends you over the edge, you know? Yes, definitely. And so I think we've kind of touched on both questions. My second one was going to be how has ADHD made mom life harder? And we've kind of touched on it a little bit. Like, you have your own executive function and your own overwhelm and your own issues that you are trying to keep in check every single day while also raising other humans, right? (laughs) Require your attention and your nurturing and your time, and they're going to distract you and they're going to take up a lot of your time and energy. And my God, come three o'clock in this house, everyone's executive function is done. Like we, we, have, oh, yeah. <laughs> we have spent all the executive function in the bank we had. We, all of it is gone. Like we, we have lost all control. All the wheels are off the damn wagon <laughs> and it's, it's done. Like we're all just done. And that is when 
the, the yelling starts and the mm-hmm. frustration starts. And, and, you know, I've just learned that if it's important in this house, it has to be done before three o'clock. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, right. Done. So, I think that's what makes it difficult too, is, you know, when you sending your kids to school all day, I mean, they get home at three o'clock, four o'clock. I've been working all day. My job's overwhelming as most jobs are, you know, I'm just, my brain is completely fried by the time I get off work. And then my kids' brains are fried from being at school. And then you have to pile on all of the things that you can't get done during the day because you're working. So homework, dinner, laundry, cleaning, all of that. And then I've got my kid asking me, you know, if she can download an app on her iPad. And I'm like, dude, now is not the time. I don't have time for your iPad app. And then, then, and then I lose my shit over something stupid, like an app on her iPad. And then, you know, like we said before, the mom guilt sets in. So any, any evening where there's a lot going on is just total chaos because you're already done. You're already out of, out of energy to give. Yeah. How about you, Kelsey? Do you feel like that's, you know, that's been an issue for you in your house? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, so I'm a single parent, so that puts everything on me. Um, Mm. and on top of that, I run a dog care business from my house. And so I don't actually ever get off work. (laughs) Um, and so I have a lot to keep up with. Um, and so it's like all the everyday stuff in the house. Plus, you know, I feel like I have to sweep him up three times, four times a day. And I, you know, have to keep all the dog parents up to date. And so whenever my daughter gets out of school, I try to at least spend an hour. Or so with her, like intentionally or else like my time disappears um I have five college classes and the business and it's like I can only cram so much in while she's at school and like I'm so stressed out because I have so many things I am committed to and so whenever she you know wants to play outside I can play outside but I can only feel like I can only do that for so long like she will want to go from one activity to the next and I'm like okay you know what I can't do this I have to do this this and this and it's not that I don't want to do it with her but it's really hard to stay in the moment and then at like a certain point I just get so frustrated like everything seems in slow motion and like I know my to-do list never ends and so it just becomes very stressful yeah It's like you said earlier with riding the bike, like the minute that your kid wants to go do something, your brain automatically shifts to, okay, I know I need to spend time with my kid. They are important. They should be the number one priority that I have, but I also have seven loads of laundry to do and, you know, seven assignments if you're in school and, you know, somebody's coming to drop off something. Your brain is never able to actually be in that moment when you have so many other things going on because that's just how we work and you know it is hard it is hard when your kids should be in a more priority and you should be able to set aside that time for them but your brain doesn't allow for it because you're already thinking about all the other things you could be doing right now while your kids drawing sidewalk chalk of you know stick people right (laughs) and I think um for me becoming more self-aware right of of what my needs are and what I need to have done and like when the best times of day for my things are and and how to do that like you 
it's, it's all great. Right. And that's all things that help and it can help with the overwhelm and it can help with the million tasks that need to be done. But at the same time, it's never perfect, right? Like you could have all the wonderful plans in the world. You could have all the systems set in place, but it could all go to hell in a handbasket, right? Like, and it still, it still falls apart. You could have, well, you know, for a fact that on this day, you have an appointment at 12, right? And that appointment could be in my phone. I say, if it's not in my Google calendar, it does not exist, right? However, I could still forget to go to that 12 o'clock appointment Mm -hmm. because this could happen. Or my husband could say, oh, by the way, I have to go to the office real quick and do something. And then I'm like, oh, okay, go ahead. And then I don't think, oh, no, you need to check your calendar first to make sure that he can leave because you have something you need to do, right? And it's just all then all the wheels are off the wagon. So yeah, it, I am, I'm a pretty um, organized person. I try to be with my life because I know that the more organized that I am, the easier it is. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's still not down to a damn science. Like I still make mistakes. I still forget things, even things that I know that I've planned. Well, I still forget. Right. So. Yeah. And that's being organized is super difficult. Once you get there, it's, I think, a little easier to stay there. But getting there is a challenge because it's overstimulating. Right. You know, you have a pile of crap on your bed that you need to go through. What do you do with it all? You know, mm-hmm. so the minute that somebody throws a wrench in those gears, like you said, if you have an appointment and somebody's like, oh, hey, I've got to go do this and it's 10 minutes before your appointment, it throws your whole entire life off balance because now you've got a million things running through your head on how you are going to work around this change in your schedule. And it's, 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 yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, And something I would say about um, schedules is like, even if I have a routine, Like if multiple things come up at once, I just find it so exhausting to have to like put all of that into like my routine, like to transfer it over to either a paper planner or a digital calendar. Like either way, I have tried both and it seems like it's just exhausting to do like if I have three things to write in there, I'm like, it's the end of the world for me. Yeah, I cannot do a paper planner. I don't know about you guys. I have bought all the planners. And I think each yeah. one I buy is going to be the one that makes me keep it and write in it and use it. Mm-mm. Never. I cannot tell you the amount of money I have wasted on planners, right? Like, I just ridiculous. quit. I quit buying them because I just, I can't. I can barely use a calendar on my phone because <laughs> I just don't remember to put it in there. You know, right. I, I, I just paper planners don't happen. I mean, calendar planners don't happen. I rely on just remembering stuff, which also doesn't happen so you know missed appointments are very common for me I do that a lot a lot more than probably should happen um not scheduling appointments because I think about it what like I I told myself at least 10 times last week schedule an eye appointment for my daughter and myself did I do it no no I did not and then this morning I'm sitting there putting my last pair of contacts in that I've been wearing for six weeks and I'm like I need to schedule an eye appointment am I gonna call it'll probably be another three weeks Right. You know, because I don't remember to put it in my phone. I don't have anywhere to write it down. And then I'm like, oh, look, there's a piece of paper on the floor. I need to clean my entire house. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then squirrel and we're down 
Uh-huh. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're done yep. for. Yep. <laughs> and then that squirrel becomes a sparkly, shiny squirrel. And then <laughs> yeah. you know, you're down another rabbit hole. Yes. Yeah. My husband has just like, he, for a long time before I got diagnosed, we really got into a lot of arguments over my behaviors because he, and still, it's still challenging for him to understand why I am the way I am, you know, and we say that to each other a lot. Why are you the way you are? Cause you know, he has anxiety, which, well, that's another conversation having depression oh and anxiety on top of ADHD. Yes. Like, I don't know if you both are in the same boat, but that just makes things 10 times more miserable. Yes. And, um, you know, we, we would get into arguments because I would be in the laundry room doing laundry and I would pull something out of the washing machine and I'd be like, Oh, this reminds me of something in the kitchen. And so I will drop what I'm doing, go into the kitchen, spend two hours in there and he'll come home. And he's like, are you gonna finish your laundry? Because the lights on and the washing machine's open and the dryer's open and there's wet clothes in both of them. And I'm like, oh yeah, I was doing laundry. And it causes a lot of um, tension sometimes in our house because, you know, someone who doesn't have ADHD or doesn't try to understand what ADHD is, seeing the behaviors of someone, they do come off as laziness and it's not what it is at all. And so it is, it is very difficult to balance all of that stuff. Um, You know, when you're being a mom and doing all the things as a mom, you can't really structure is hard to come by and it's also very important but when you've got all of these different things going on that can't happen at the same time you know it makes it really difficult and because we're moms right we we do we juggle a lot it's not just I'm just not just taking care of myself right I have myself my two kids and my husband and I'm a stay-at-home mom slash podcaster right that's what I do yeah and I have found with like house stuff right when it comes to running my house I adopted minimalism and I know yeah. that's not, that's not for everybody and that's fine. Um, but it changed my life. Like I, I, the less shit I own, mm. the less there is to manage first of all. Right. Yes. And then the less visual clutter, the less brain clutter for me. Yep. Right. So for myself, I had to start thinking, okay, what systems can I put in place so that the things that I know have to get done on a daily basis are getting done without much thought. Right. And minimalism helped with that. So the less things I have, the less there is to manage, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't own a shit ton of clothes. My kids clothes are all hung in outfits on a hanger in their closet. So oh, yeah, each shirt has a pair of pants that goes with it. And then I don't buy long sleeve shirts anymore for my kids. I don't know about you guys. Um, if you have girls, if they have wardrobes that are completely different from boys. I'm lucky. I have two boys. I don't have to think much about Mm -hmm. their wardrobe, right? Um, They get short sleeve shirts so that come the summertime, all I have to do is switch out pants for shorts and hang them all up in outfits. That way I have, I have an issue with my children going out of the house, not matching. I don't know if Uh that's like nineties baby PTSD or something (laughs) where you weren't allowed to leave the house unless you matched. Right. Um, but my kids have to be matching. Like I can't mm-hmm. handle it. Like their, their outfits have to match. Not my children themselves have to have matching outfits Just what on. they're wearing individually. Yeah, what they're wearing yeah. has to match. They can't leave yeah. the house in a red shirt and electric blue pants, right? Like that's yeah. not going to work for me. So no. Um, that alone so, is overwhelming. <laughs> oh God, I know. But they only have like at tops any, at any time, they have maybe 10 to 14 outfits in their closet per kid. That's it. And then I adopted for laundry is like the bane of my existence. I, I can't, it's the bane of my existence. 
So yeah. that was one of the biggest reasons why we adopted minimalism in the first place was just simply for the laundry, right? I went through mm-hmm. and I got rid of a bunch of shit that we didn't need. And I, one day was, I don't know what the problem was. I must've just been very behind on laundry. And I was like having a, a legitimate meltdown about it. And we had these little tiny white um, laundry baskets that we had bought to keep our shoes in at the front door. And I mm-hmm. had upgraded them when Aldi had those really cute gray and white baskets in the aisle of shame. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I bought those and put our shoes in those. And I still had the white basket for some reason. And I was looking at those baskets and I thought, you know what? Getting rid of all my damn big laundry baskets. They're gone. They're gone. We're sticking to two little white baskets. That's it. One for clothes, one for towels. And every single day, a load of laundry is going in the washing machine. And then I'm going to switch it to the dryer at lunchtime. And then at the end of the day, put them in the little tiny basket, walk it straight to my room and put it away before I do anything else. But I'm only ever dealing with one or two days worth of clothes. That's it. That's it. Great idea. Each person in my house, right? That's it. And then towels, I may not have to do all the time because I don't know about you guys, but I reuse towels in my house. We don't oh, use yeah. it, put it in the damn washing machine. You should be clean when you come out the shower. Your towel shouldn't need to be put <laughs> in the wash machine right away, right? So I don't know. Some people don't reuse towels. That's fine. That's your prerogative, but that's too much damn laundry for me. So yeah. So now I three, do four or five people in your house. Yeah. Yeah. So my motto now is one tiny load a day keeps laundry mountain away. Right. I love it. That's a great idea. I really yeah. think that. I mean, between my husband does his own laundry. He doesn't, we don't, he does his own, like he does his and I do, you know, mine and the kids, but between the mine girls and me, the three of us, I think that we could probably easily get a load of laundry a day. I think that that's totally something that would be doable. I really like that because, you know, I get very overwhelmed at the end of the week when I've got seven loads of laundry to do and no time to do it. And then it just sits in it. My, my girls both have a basket full of laundry in their room that they need to put away because first of all, I got tired of doing that shit. You are yes. almost 14 and almost 11. You could put your own laundry away now. Yes. So I, I wash it, I dry it and I throw it in their room and I'm like, put it away, you know, and it sits there because they're both like me and don't want to do it. So right. that's a really, really good tip for, um, something when laundry is overwhelming. I mean, it's a lot of different colorful pieces, which are very distracting and there's just a lot of, a lot to it. So I'm going to probably have to try to implement that. I'll let you know how it goes. I like it. And for when you don't want to actually fold and put clothes away, if you are not the type of person that gives a shit about that, if you don't care and your girls are old enough to decide what they want to wear, give them two like bins or baskets or whatever for their clean clothes. Let them throw their pants in one and their shirts in the other one, and then give them a little tiny one for socks and underwear. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to fold it and put it away. If you don't care yeah. if they leave the house wrinkly, who fine you know like right, they, right. they know that pants are in this basket shirts are in this basket underwear's here done you know they can just go find the pants they want find the shirt they want they're done you know yeah that was another thing I I can't with that because my kids are still little <laughs> but mm-hmm. when they're older and they're making their own wardrobe choices that's what I'm doing they're getting a basket for pants a basket for shirts and a basket for socks and underwear and if they can't figure out how to get their life together past that I don't know what to tell you right <laughs> don't, don't know what to tell you I've raised you well enough. You ought to know how to put clothes together. I don't know what to tell you. So, so yeah, that's, it, it's all about figuring out what works for you. Right. And what works for me is not going to work for somebody else. Cause everyone's ADHD yeah. is different. So yeah. I think if you can learn more about yourself, right. And figure out, okay, what are my triggers? What overwhelms me? What time of day am I the most spent? 
right? Like those were game changers for me. Pay attention. And as far as like, you know, we all agree planners are the devil. We're not, we're done with that. It's never worked. (laughs) I keep one notebook, one, that's it. Just a random ass notebook. You could get a five subject one if you want to organize it, whatever, one notebook. And one is for the house. And then I have one for podcast shit, but grocery lists and brain dumps and lists of things and who I need to call for the day. I'll just write the date at the top. And I have those little alligator clip things, you know, that you can put pages together. And so when I've had a couple pages that I've passed up, I'll divert this day's page. I'll just flip it over, clip it together so that I know when I open the book, it's on the day that I need. And I don't have to flip through. And whatever's on that notebook paper for the day is what has to get done. And then I just check it off as I can. And if something didn't get done, I just move it to the next day, right? Not a big deal. And so I know that anything, any appointment, any task, any call, I can go to the one notebook that I have and all of it will be in there, right? That's just how it is. So that helps me. I, I don't, I don't mess with planners. I don't mess with any of that shit. And then as far as appointments and things go, doesn't mean I'll always <laughs> remember the appointment, mm-hmm. but um, like when I'm going to the doctor and I know that they need to see me again, I will go straight out to the reception desk before I leave the office, make another appointment. And as they are looking for times, I will be in my Google calendar, right? And I will be ready to make an appointment right there. I take my phone out. As they're talking to me, I put the appointment in. I make it, um, my color is pink in my calendar. So every family member has a color on my Google calendar. I'm pink. So I know that anything on pink on my calendar is something for me. And I will check my calendar every single day, every day doesn't matter. I mean, I may not always remember what I looked at, but I still make it a point to check it every single day to make sure that I'm not forgetting something. Um, it's a really good idea. I like the idea of having a notebook just to even like, it, you know, because when you're like us and you have ADHD and there's so much going on, you get random thoughts of things that, you know, you need to do or that you want to do. And then they're gone. Like the minute you think about it and then you touch something else, that thought is gone and you have no idea that you thought about it. Right. So the idea of just having a notebook right there where you can be like, oh, I thought of this. I need to pick up, you know, chocolate chips at the grocery store or just write it down. Right. You know, and it's not going to necessarily be in any kind of particular order, but you can look back at that and it's going to trigger that memory that you yes. had. And it's going to make you remember, Hey, I wrote this down. I obviously need to do something with it. And it's going to, I, that, that's a really, I've never heard that one before to just have a notebook and just write every thought that you have come across your mind down. Because when you think about it, it's, it makes sense. It's a good idea when you can't keep your brain organized enough to make those lists in your head and do that. Yeah. In the I kind of do that same thing. Yeah. So I kind of do the same thing. I do the same thing where I have a um, pad of paper that I get from Dollar Tree. And so that pad of paper, it's kind of like a to-do, but they have like different ones. So by the time I get to the end of the pad of paper and I'm totally bored of that style, (laughs) like I switch it up so that way it keeps my attention. Uh Um, And every single day I write a to-do list, like, I have been made fun of because my friends are like, you have take your medicine and eat breakfast and lunch on your to-do list. And I'm like, I don't get it single day, every single day, because if I go out of that house to take my kid to school and I have not ate something or taken my medicine, then it's not going to happen the entire day. 
it will not happen. My breakfast will end up being my lunch if I remember. If not, it's three o'clock. I get home from picking up my daughter from school and I'm eating my lunch snack, trying to make sure I can eat dinner with my kid. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. I actually, I don't know if you guys are on TikTok. I know we're those old millennial moms who are too old for that app. But um, we barely turn our TV on anymore because we just scroll through TikTok. But I somehow <laughs> ended up on the ADHD side of TikTok, quote unquote, like, you know, how I call it or whatever. But a lot of the TikToks I see because of the algorithm, just like anything else on social media, are related to ADHD. I'm telling you now, I have learned more from the TikTok app than I have learned in any amount of schooling or classes or anything else in my life about, you know, Cooking. I cook more at home now because I see something on TikTok and I'm like, I have to make that. So we've been eating at home a lot more. But with the ADHD stuff, there are so many TikTok accounts out there for people who like have ADHD and they give you like things you didn't know that were because of your ADHD and things like that, where you literally have to make a list to eat, to drink water, to do all of those things are real legitimate causes of ADHD. You know, a lot of people that they, they say, a lot of TikToks I've seen, which has been very helpful for me too, because, you know, I am overweight. I've struggled with weight my whole life. A lot of it is symptoms of ADHD because of what you just said, Kelsey, because you forget to eat. And then at night you binge eat everything because you haven't eaten breakfast because you didn't remember to do it, or you didn't eat lunch because you got so busy or overstimulated doing something else. And learning that those things are because I'm completely fucked up in the head has been very helpful for me knowing like, okay, I'm not a total fat ass because I just like to eat food. I just forgot to eat. And so now I'm going to eat three meals in one sitting. And it's, it's really, really cool to go on there and see that a lot of the things that I've been beating myself up for my entire life are not my fault. It's not because I'm lazy. It's not because I'm dumb. It's not because I don't have a desire. It's because I have too much desire and I can't manage it. So Y'all need to get yourselves on the ADHD side of TikTok. If you're not there already, find some videos, like them, share them, whatever, and you'll get there. And I see them all the time and they really have become sort of a, a lifeline for me and almost like therapy, just watching a 60 second video of somebody else telling me, this is why you do what you do. Give yourself a break. Yeah. Now I am, I've been, I am 30. I'm going to be 31 this year. I but I feel like an 80 year old when it comes to social media, right? Like mm -hmm. I've not been on TikTok. I don't know anything about TikTok. I know that they're videos and they're short and that's it. But yeah. my thing is YouTube and podcasts, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, great resources on YouTube and podcasts are, um, for YouTube, it's how to ADHD with Jessica McCabe. Oh yeah. Love her. Love her. Her videos are very short. Um, I don't think there's one over 10 minutes, so they're very short, super informative. Um, and there's, there's just so much on there, helpful things that she has and just things that you didn't think were your ADHD that she'd explain. Mm -hmm. Like this is, I've learned so much watching her videos. You feel so freaking crazy until you hear somebody explain, no, you're not crazy. It's just your brain, right? Like yeah. that's just how your brain is. It's almost liberating if you think about it, because you know, you've just gotten to a point in your life where you've struggled for so long and you can't figure out what's wrong with you. And then someone tells you, here's why you're like, okay, makes total sense. Yes. You know, I mean, over the last several months, I have just been 
really in a bad mental headspace. You know, it just the, the pressure has just been really, really off lately. It's been in a really bad space. And then I start seeing these videos and start talking about this kind of stuff. And this this conversation that we're having really couldn't have come at a better time because seeing some of these videos and then, you know, of course, getting my kid diagnosed because that's also been a big stressor for me. But all of those things, just somebody validating me, not necessarily directly at me, but when I things and I can relate to them and I can finally understand that that's why I am just little videos like that and little tips and tricks have kind of been pulling me out of that depression because it's making me feel like, okay, I'm not a worthless human being. I am here for a reason. I can do things. Here's why you have it. Here's what you can do to help it. It's, it's changed my whole emotional state completely around just by having someone tell me that I'm okay. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times I feel like I'm just all over the place. And so, um, just finding things that like help me is really hard. Um, because people think that either like, I just don't want to do it or they're like saying, you know, just sit down and do it. If you just get it done, then you don't have to worry about it. And I'm like, thanks. You know, like I am aware of that. Um, but I can't sit down to do it. And so what has, what used to be, I would get all my assignments done, you know, as soon as they gave them to me in school, like projects two months out, like it would be done. But now it has become, well, I can put it off until the very last minute. And the time crunch is what will motivate me to focus long enough to get it done because it has to actually be done right then and there. And it's like, that is, that's just how it gets done now. Like I, there are like assignments where like, I know, um, like I will work ahead in other classes and get assignments done to avoid the paper I have to do that's due in like three days. And so I can get like two weeks of another class done. But then I have to come back and like time crunch on that paper because mm. I can't focus for the paper. And so like I need that time crunch. Like I depend on that time crunch. Um, but then there's other things like, you know, trying to, you know, play with my daughter and just finding things that I like to do that I can do at the same time without her feeling like I'm not paying attention to her whenever we were talking about like the the notebook and the list um I found it very helpful to use the reminders in my phone and what I do is I make checklists and so for every store that I know I need to go to I write my own little grocery list for it kind of thing um so like I needed chalk from five below because they had Paw Patrol chalk and you know, I wanted to get it for my daughter. So Five Below has its own list. Walmart has a list. Sam's has a list. Aldi's has a list. Like, if I think of a specific store I need to go to, it has a list because I know that, first off, I'm going to forget a paper list. Like, I'm just, it's just not going to make it with me. That's ridiculous. And I will remember to grab everything and grab extra stuff except for the one thing that we really need because we're out. <laughs> and so... um Real. It's just like those little things that you're like, well, you know, I can do this, surely. And then, you know, it's, it's totally gone. Um, and then as far as the 
minimalist aspect. I really like that because I have been trying to go through little by little and just like if I look at it I'm like "Eh, trash eh, trash and I hate that because it's like you feel like you just buy stuff all the time and then you're like I didn't need this and yeah so um just like trying to get my brain to be like no Kelsey you don't actually need this at the store and then you bring it home and it's extra clutter and so you're like okay, well, now I'm overwhelmed because first off, I spent my money on something that I didn't need. And second off, now it's just taking up space and it just pisses me off. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, trying to think that's, of what else. That's the impulse buying. Impulse buying is my absolute biggest part of ADHD. It is the worst characteristic that I have. And it is a real problem, you know, just, I I mean, I can't go into a Target without spending $100. I physically cannot do it because I see all the things that I want. And then, you know, I mean, I've been trying to be mindful about my spending. Very, very difficult. And, you know, my daughter is the same way now. She buys any, I mean, she gets a dime and she wants to spend 50 cents. That's how she is. The impulse buying is a huge problem. And you're right, Kelsey, like you go and if you don't have a list and you end up buying all of these other things that aren't on your list and you forget the one thing you need, you go to Target for shampoo and you spend $85 and walk out with no shampoo. It's a real problem. And it's really difficult because that's where you find yourself getting into the clutter and all of the things and you're overwhelmed with the clutter and then you can't clean it. And then you end up, you know, being a hoarder one day. It's something I used to do because I didn't know it was part of ADHD. Yeah. What I used to do is I would go shopping and I would take all the stuff home. Don't take anything out of any of the boxes. And then like a day or two later, I would take it back. So like I got to go shopping, but I didn't actually have to spend my money. And, you know, chances are it was all crap I didn't need anyway. Yeah. Um, I am like every retail worker's nightmare because I go shopping and then like, I'll put something in my cart and I'm going to get this and then I'll see something else. And I'm like, Ooh, no, I want this. So I'm that person. I'm horrible. That was just like, Oh, well I don't want it. So I'm just going to sit it here and I'll put it away later. And I end up like stringing the entire store all over the place because I have something in my cart that I wanted. And now I see something else that looks better and I want that now. And so I just put it back and then, um, you know, I end up with two things three hours later and none of them were what I went in there for yeah so with the shopping I just recently discovered something that's working really well for me and um I have to write my grocery list out um first because Mm -hmm. it helps cement it in my head right like writing it helps me to remember what I wrote I have a photographic memory so if I can Mm -hmm. imagine myself writing it out I'll remember but I like Kelsey, I'll forget the list at home. Right. Yeah. So two things, right. I used to, um, and you guys know what Google keep is. Have you heard of Google? Keep? Okay. I have not. It is like a note taking thing. So like you have notes on your iPhone and, but it's like Google's version of notes, right? Okay. You can keep, um, you can make all sorts of different lists and pin them. And like Kelsey was saying, she has an Aldi's list and a whatever list I have lists like that in my Google keep. I have a packing list for when we travel for myself, a packing list for the kids, a packing list for my husband, um, grocery stores, lists 
buy store. So like Walmart, things that we would buy at Walmart, I keep in that list and you can set them as a checklist. And once you check it off the list, it goes to the bottom, but it never deletes itself. So you can uncheck Mm -hmm. everything and send it all back up to the top for when you need to use it again. And it stores it and you can pin them by importance. So you can pin them to your thing by importance. So you'll see them all the time. Second thing. Okay. These people, I go to my phone and download Google keep, because if I don't talk about it now and do it, I'll never remember what you said. And you can color code the list too. So like my list pink, you can do Walmart is blue. Target is red. So like you can color code them too. Um, second thing, because I like to write my list sometimes I will take a picture and I'll make sure I'm up high enough off the paper to where the list looks a little bit small. And then I will set the list as the lock screen on my phone. Oh, that's a good idea too. Because I hate having to unlock my phone and then go to my pictures and then look because then Mm -hmm. it goes away and it turns off. So when you're, when it's on your lock screen, right? All you have to do is tap it and it pops back up. You can just set your phone in the cart, right? At the little thing. And you just tap the phone and be like, oh, okay, I need this. Oh, okay, I need that. And then before I leave the store, because I can't physically cross anything off, right? Because it's just a picture. I will pull over to the side somewhere where I'm not in the way. And I will go through one by one and look for the items that are on this lock screen in my cart, right? Make sure everything's in the cart before I walk out of the store. And that helps me with like, okay, I needed to go to the store for four things. So I wrote four things down. I will buy, like you said, everything but those four things when I get to the store. And I tell myself before I walk in there, stick to your list. Nothing that is not on this list is what you need right now. Get what's here and get out. And I just like put my blinders on. I'm like looking for these things. And I don't know about you, but like I can remember once I've been to a store like once or twice, I will remember where everything is in that entire Mm -hmm. store, right? So I'll know exactly what aisles I need to hit in what order to collect the things I need. And then the quickest exit to the checkout before I can pass anything I want. (laughs) So like, it's so much planning. And I bet someone listening to this who doesn't have have ADHD is probably exhausted right now. Just like, oh my God, your brain, like, how do you function? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to bring me like, I want to start bringing this to a close. We've had great conversation. I'm so appreciating this, but I don't want to lose people because this is this, we could talk for hours about this. Yeah. I mean, it could even be an, but end up being a series that you do eventually where you just have, just let the conversation flow so that people can understand what they're going through is normal for people like absolutely. us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask a question that I didn't send you previously. And if you are not comfortable answering it, you do not have to. Okay. Uh, are you medicated for your ADHD? Yes. Okay. Do you find that that's helpful for you? Mm, well, um, yes and no. I've been, I'm on my third different medication and my like 11th dose overall of medications. Um, I have a, an appointment in a couple of weeks to follow up and I just, it's going to have to go up again. It works for a little while. And then by 1030, I'm just done. If I don't take it by seven, I don't sleep at night. I, I don't sleep at night much anyways, but yeah, it's a lot of trial and error with the medication. I mean, you know, because they start you on the standard methylphenidate at like the lowest dose for your body weight and your height, and then they move you up. And then once you've had all the methylphenidate that you can handle and it's not working, you know, I moved on to Adderall. Adderall didn't work for me. Um, not so well. I mean, we did a couple doses and then she's moved me on to Vivance now, which, you know, it's worked, but I've increased my dose twice. 
and I think I'm ready for another because it just, it becomes less effective. You know, I think a lot of it is knowing that I'm taking it. And then, so I'm paying more attention to whether or not I think it's working. And so I don't know if that's just a distraction or, you know, if it's the day or my job, I do find that it does help me focus at work a lot more, but not enough to where I'm not being distracted and can't get my work done. And then by the time three o'clock rolls around, I'm trying to get 75 things done because I haven't been able to pay attention to it. So, you know. So right this minute, no, I am not. So um, I am taking a medication for depression and anxiety. But whenever um, they tried to medicate me for ADHD, it and heightened OCD symptoms to where um, I wasn't functioning because I was having such bad OCD symptoms of like, sitting there like scribbling the pen and just until it felt right that I was, I made the mark the right way. Um, it was just like crazy things like that um, in which I already do those, but it was to a point where like I would get stuck on it. And mm. so right now they're in the process of trying to figure out um, what we can get approved for the ADHD that won't worsen the OCD. But then we also, I guess she's trying to keep an eye on me for bipolar two, just in case. Mm -hmm. um, so we're still playing experimental meds, which I hate. That's the worst part about it. Yeah. What I, did you try? Do you mind it. me asking and what medication did you try? I don't remember because, you know, my ADHD brain, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm just like, can you, can you just tell me what scripts I can fill and I will mm -hmm. let you know which one sounds right and I'll just read the directions later. <laughs> um, I was just, I was only asking what it was it's because, you know, they just started my daughter on, on Concerta on methylphenidate and, um, you know, it was the lowest dose for her, for her height and weight and I almost she'd only been she's only been on it for a week and I talked to her doctor yesterday and he's gonna increase it because she doesn't feel like it's been working she's still not focusing at school and things but I was almost concerned that it was making her anxiety a little bit worse but I think she I mean she had a really bad day on Wednesday but I think it was just an overall bad day so I wasn't really sure um you know if that's what it was but I just was asking if it was methylphenidate that you had been on that was making you feel like that because it was a concern that I had with her um no I don't that name does not sound familiar. So I'm going to say no. For me personally, I take Adderall. And it was the first. They, they wanted to put me on Vivant to start. Um, yeah. And I was not about to pay what they wanted for that. I'm sorry. Like, it's incredible. Copay card. It's incredibly expensive. Even with my. It is. It is. Even with my insurance. And we have really good insurance. We're a military family. We have TRICARE. And even with our insurance, it was, like, insane. Like insane. You can just a little friendly advice. So you can go to the Vivance website and get a copay card. I only pay $30 for mine. Oh, that's not that bad then. Yeah. Cause I think they wanted like 60 something. I was set. It was 75 for me with my insurance, but the copay card knocks it down to 30. Yeah. See, that's not terrible. That's like, what I take. Cause the generic Adderall for me is what I'm on right now. And it's the, mm -hmm. six, the six hour one or whatever. Yeah. And honestly, I, I'm going to see my psychiatrist again at the end of this month, but it's not doing what it needs to do right because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at first it was great right because when you yeah. go from from unmedicated to medicated and you're like oh my god I haven't had a thought in a while like 
this is amazing. You know, yeah. um, this is so crazy. I, I don't think I've ever spent a day in my life where my brain was even a little bit quiet. And then yeah. the first day I took my medication, I was like, holy shit, is this what life is like for real? That's like exactly what I said when I first got, that's the same thing I said, is this what I've been missing? Yeah. Where yeah. I could sit and watch a TV show and not touch my cell phone. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I still cannot do that. No, mm-mm. not I'm at all. I can't. It's, it's not possible without medication. I don't think, yeah. I don't think it is. And, and I just want to touch on the, the stim, the, the, what is the word I'm looking at? Stigma. There we go. <laughs> Stigma around people who choose to medicate for their ADHD because these mm-hmm. are controlled substances, right? That's right. And people, you know, especially Adderall now it used to be Ritalin with the devil and now Adderall is because it's so wildly abused, right? As yeah. a street drug. Um, the episode that I recorded yesterday that'll come out, um, that came out at this point two weeks ago, when you guys are hearing this, it will come out two weeks ago. I explain that what happens to someone who has ADHD when they take Adderall is nowhere near what happens to someone who doesn't have ADHD and they take Adderall, right? It's the opposite. It is exactly the opposite. So if you do not have ADHD and you take Adderall, you're going to speed your ass off, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be like you drank three, 13 packs of coffee, except there's not going to be a crash, right? And you're going to have yep. all day energy. You can get all the shit done. You could stay up for 24 hours on that shit if you took enough, mm-hmm. right? Not what happens for us right? It's not, not at all. For me, what happens when I take my medication is it's like someone took the volume on the TV and just turned it all the way down, all the way down, right? All the way down. And when my child comes and wants to talk to me, I'm not like, Oh, what do you want? Right? Yeah. Because my head is quiet. So I can actually engage with the people around me. Mm -hmm. They're not interrupting all this loop of thought all the time. Or I don't know about you guys, but I get songs stuck in my head on repeat. Oh yeah. Earworms. Yeah. Yeah. Like I will have a song, just like a certain part of a song too. Not even the Mm -hmm. whole song, like just certain parts. And it'll just loop and loop and loop on top of thought. Right. And then someone tries to come talk to you and then you're like, what, what? And it like, oh, it's, it's terrible. And yeah. And to feel like, and to take your medication and to know like, oh my God, it changes your life, right? When you can find the right one and it, it, it slows everything down to where you can actually function. And right. then to have people saying, oh, you're just taking Adderall because you want to lose weight or you're just taking Adderall because you want to speed or whatever. Like, I wish. Off, right? Like, first of all, <laughs> fuck off, right? Like, we don't get out of here. You don't know shit. Don't talk just in, in general. I don't give a shit what anyone's political affiliation is on. I don't care. Do not talk about shit you don't know period uh-huh. please do not comment please do not have a fucking opinion about yeah. shit you have no clue about right yeah. shut up we shut up no one wants to hear it unless you are Seriously. a fucking medical doctor or a clinical researcher i don't want to hear your fucking opinion on adderall right right Get the fuck out of because here because you don't know what it's like to have to have it to survive right or or if you don't have ad if you have adhd sure give me your opinion on adderall i'd love to hear it because it's going to affect everybody differently mhm ADHD or clinical researcher or medical fucking doctor. Other than yeah. that, other than that, fuck right? off. don't talk to me because you have no idea what my fucking life is like. None. So get out of here with that shit. If we didn't need the shit, we wouldn't take the shit. I don't think right. anybody wants to have to spend money on medications every single month just to live. Yeah. Like who chooses this shit? Who chooses this? Nobody, right? Nobody. Another bad thing. Another really bad thing is like, 
I swear I can tell somebody I can be like, yeah, what's up? I'm ready to listen now. And then like, I can like hear them stop talking. And then like, I can like my brain all of a sudden goes, oh, wait, you're listening. And I'll be like, okay, so I heard none of that. Can you say that again? Yep. (laughs) It is so bad. Or you'll be like, hi, I'm Kelsey. And what's your name? And then I'll be like, okay, got it. And then they'll like tell me like two sentences and I have no idea who I just talked to. (laughs) None. Zero clue in the world. Yeah. I feel you. It's, it's a daily struggle. Right. And, and this, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because we are a little bit over time and that's fine. Cause this has been an amazing conversation and I I would like to give each of you like one, one good shot for what you'd like to say to people who don't have ADHD to help them understand. Um, we did a great job just conversationally, but just if you had one last thing to offer. Um, and I, I really think if you guys are down for this, we should do something like this again and have, you know, we'll make like, we'll pick like a topic and kind of riff on it and, and we'll, yeah, good luck with that sticking to it. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, of course it's going to leave rabbit holes, but you know, we gotta give ourselves a general bracket to stay. That's right. (laughs) So, um, I'm going to start with you, Kelsey. Um, what do you wish you could say to people who do not have ADHD to help them understand you better? I mean, to understand someone with ADHD better is really hard, um, I would say. And so something I would just say is like, have patience. And like, if you can just imagine like writing your weekly to-do list all in one list, and try to do five of those things at one time and tell me how that goes um and just like realize okay that is what goes on in my brain every single day all day long nonstop. even things on my list that are none of my damn business that have nothing to do with me because I can't set a boundary with people and I run their to-do list through my head like just like to know like it is something that we try so hard to get a grip on and we can like only grip so much at a time so like just Mm -hmm. having the patience and grace is really like I wouldn't say it's like I wouldn't say like oh you'll never understand but just to have patience and grace with somebody who does have ADHD can make a world of difference in their day because like we're already so stressed out and so feel so rushed and have so much trouble holding a thought and so like just having somebody who can kind of just slow down with you is you know it's it's you know make or break sometimes yeah that's awesome thank you for that how about you Brittany um I think my biggest piece of advice for non-ADHDers is to educate yourself um you know my husband I used as an example earlier just me showing him these pieces of information, these little 60 second TikToks to be like, okay, watch this because it's going to make you understand why I've just done something that I did or why I have these habits or why I do the things I do. Like if you have YouTube, TikTok, anything, go on there and just search like hashtag ADHD and watch a couple of videos because it's going to help you understand that, okay, this person is in my life. This person is someone I care about. I I'm married to them. I am dating them. I spend a lot of time with them. It's my brother, my sister, my mom, whatever. I don't understand why they are the way they are. Educate yourself on why we do what we do. 
go watch a video that tells you why we impulse buy, that tells you why we'll make plans with you and then we'll call you and cancel, that tells you why I can't remember when your birthday is or what I was doing five seconds ago. Watch those videos, read those articles, listen to those podcasts, whatever it takes for you to understand a little bit more why we do the things that we do. It is not because we're spiteful. It's not because we're lazy. It's not because we're total bitches. It's because we have issues. And if you can understand just a little bit what a day in our life looks like, then it's going to make things in your life a lot easier because you're going to learn that patience that Kelsey was talking about because you understand, oh, okay, now I get why you are the way you are. I can, I can empathize with you and I can help you work through it. Especially in a parental relationship, you know, when you've got someone who has ADHD and someone who doesn't, and you've got kids and they can't understand why you think I'm being a shit mom just because I can't function that day, educate yourself on why I'm being a shit mom, quote unquote. And then maybe you'll think that, oh, she's not being a shit mom. She just can't do it. Yeah. Amen. Um, I probably couldn't have said that better myself. Education is key, right? Mm -hmm. You need to educate yourself and you may not understand it all. And we're not asking you to, because we don't understand it all. (laughs) Yeah. But, but you need to understand it a little bit, try to understand it just a little bit. Yeah. And have some grace for us. We really are trying hard, like probably harder than people who don't have these problems. Right. We, and Mm -hmm. we're so Mm -hmm. acutely aware of what our shortcomings are. Oh yeah. Fucking remind us. Right. Like we, we know we're well aware. It's not like we're oblivious to where we're dropping the ball. Right. Right. So please be gentle with us. Please be patient. Please be compassionate and educate yourself. And sometimes you can ask the person who's struggling with ADHD to educate you and that's fine. But other times Mm -hmm. we don't have the, we don't have the words to explain it to you. Yeah. So do your own research. Right. Yep. And another thing too, is like, even though like if someone educates themselves or if we educate ourselves, like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I am learning new things like almost every minute, every day, either that, or I am like learning it and I've done forgot it. And so then it comes along again a month later mm-hmm. and I'm learning it <laughs> and forgetting it. So if you just yeah. ask me on a given day, I might have a different story for you, but I swear they're <laughs> all true. Um, but it's just like a never ending process of, oh crap, I guess I should know that. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you both so much for coming on here and doing this. I know that this is pretty vulnerable talking about these things and it's hard yeah. to, it's very hard to verbalize what life is like for someone with ADHD. And I think you guys both did an amazing job and I appreciate you both so much. I love you guys. And this again, so we're going to keep in touch. We're going to keep our little group chat going and and we're going to do this again because this is definitely thanks for having us. It's, it's nice to talk about things like that. So, you know, it's good to have conversation with people who get you and to help other people understand. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was so much fun. So thanks so much for inviting me on. All right. So I know it doesn't sound like it and you don't hear it, but I totally said bye to them and we ended it nice. But I guess I hit stop record before I said goodbye to them and like closed out with them. (laughs) God only knows. Okay. I have no idea what I did. But anyway. I just want to thank them again for 
being on the show and for their open and honest answers to my questions and this amazing conversation. I hope that you all um, learned something from this today and that you will walk away from this conversation um, with a little bit more information about what it's like to live with ADHD. And if you are with, you are someone with ADHD, hopefully this helped you a little bit. There was lots of tips in there and just great insights. You know, I think my favorite part for myself was learning that I wasn't the only parent who literally could not fathom teaching their kid how to ride a bike. (laughs) I know that that sounds so stupid, but it's, I, I was just, I swear I thought I was alone. So thanks again so much um, for listening to this. And thanks again, Brittany and Kelsey. And I will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you love what you heard today, please consider leaving me a rating and review. It's how the podcast grows and how more people can find the show. For the show notes for this episode, as well as every other episode, head over to tmytcast.com forward slash episodes. Also, my website is the place that you can find all things Tell Me Your Truth. Please be checking that regularly because I am updating it all the time. If you want a more behind the scenes look at my life, as well as real time updates about the show, Head on over to Instagram and follow me at Nikki underscore T-M-Y-T. That's at N-I-K-I underscore T-M-Y-T. I love you all, and I will see you next week.